Welcome to the Real View Podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first-time homebuyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Real View Podcast. I am your host, Allison. Joining me today, I am so excited to have her on, the superintendent of the Ohio Division of Real Estate, Daphne Hawk. Daphne, welcome to the show and welcome to Ohio Realtors. Well, I should say welcome back to Ohio Realtors. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm very happy to join you this morning. Yeah, so excited to um, hear from you and have you on the show and hear about all the wonderful things that are happening over at the division. Before we get started on that, I have to ask our signature question that we ask all of the guests on the Real View podcast, which is since the show is called The Real View, I would like to know what is the best view that you have ever seen? Well, I would have to say the most beautiful place I've ever visited on this earth is Tahiti. And uh, I was very blessed to be able to go there after my first campaign. And we had originally had an Alaskan cruise scheduled and we couldn't go because it was during the campaign. And so I, I called to reschedule it. And I said, what do you have available in January? And they said Tahiti. And I thought, oh my gosh, that just sounds amazing. And it truly is. It's um, a place where Everything has been brought over by, you know, seeds from birds' wings and that sort of thing, much like Hawaii, but even more beautiful. Everywhere you look, there are just these amazing flowers just growing out of the ground. Maybe sometimes it's even in a ditch. It's just the most amazing place, and it has amazing waterfalls, and it's just this little teeny tiny island in the South Pacific, and it's just the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Oh, I love that. It sounds, I love how you were describing it too. It sounds so beautiful and all the colors and like I'm picturing these like fuchsia flowers and this next to palm trees. And yeah, that's very, very awesome. I love that. Okay. So I want to hear a little bit about you, um, how you got started in real estate and maybe a little bit about your career journey. Most people know that I've been in the business for 26 years. I've said before on some other recordings that you and I have done together, this is my tribe. Ohio Realtors is my tribe. It's my people. So I'm the first longtime active licensee to be the superintendent for the Division of Real Estate. So I'm hoping that that brings a fresh perspective. And of course, I have a lot of thanks to give to my predecessor, Ann Pettit. She just did wonderful things with the agency and was really an advocate for the industry as well. So I started in real estate when I had about 15 years of seniority into my career at the state and county level where I worked in the field of developmental disabilities. But I really wanted to have some freedom with my time and to be able to spend some more time with my daughter. And I know that's a common reason why a lot of people go into the business. It gives you flexibility. So I was able to do that. And my niche market in my real estate career, and you may not know this, was working with people with disabilities and finding housing. And so I did not know that. That's awesome. I worked with a nonprofit housing corporation for people with disabilities for 26 years. And then uh, later, I I took on a for-profit group home company that provided housing for teens with 
dual diagnosis, which is sometimes a developmental disability in addition to a mental health issue. And so there were behavioral issues there as well. So that was sort of my niche market, even though I helped everyone. I really specialized in working with people with disabilities. So it was really a cool transition from a previous career and then into real estate and encompassing both of those things in my career. That's how I started in the business. And then as time went on, I'm just a natural sort of help somebody along kind of person. And so I was always helping other agents in my office, new agents. That allowed me to transition into teaching and training. I My manager at HER when I was there, back when they were around, she suggested that I go teach a class. And that led into me being the company trainer, then vice president of HER. And so there I was in charge of recruiting. Just really loved, have always loved teaching. And that's the way I always looked at my real estate career as my goal was to teach my clients what it is that they they need to do in order to get where they want to go. Oh, that is so cool. What a, what an interesting um, background. I love that. And I love, um, you know, your, your passion and the work you've done, as you mentioned, with those disabled and mental health challenged individuals. I think that's really cool and really special. And thank you for sharing that. Um, I love when I get to learn new things about people that I've met before and, and you and I've had conversations. So thank you for sharing that. And I think that's that's really cool. So you were announced as a superintendent back in July. Um, Tell us a little bit about your role and responsibilities um, at the division for maybe our listeners who are not super familiar with what you do there and kind of your responsibilities. Tell us a little bit about that. And then how has the first 90-ish days now been? Wow. Well, um, that's a lot. (laughs) So you may have to remind me to come back to the first 90 days because right now I just want to come back to what the division does. A lot of our licensees are not aware that we do lots of other things besides transfer and and regulate and uh, licenses and things like that. We are in charge of the 45,000 licensees in the state of Ohio, which is sales agents and brokers. In addition to that, we license and regulate manufactured homes, manufactured homes dealers, things like that. Also cemeteries and cable TV services. So There are lots of other little things that we do. But in addition to that, many real estate agents may not know that we regulate and license appraisers and home inspectors. The home inspector is a fairly new aspect, as you know, the last couple of years. And so we've taken on a lot more responsibility, but we're still a very small agency. I think when I was recently out speaking to a group of professionals in our industry, uh, they were uh, board members. So these are educated people about real estate. When I asked them how large our office, how many staff they thought we had, a couple of the answers were like 80 or 100. So that really gave me a perspective as why sometimes we we get a little pushback on the delay in answering. And it's because we're really a staff of about 36 people. Wow. (laughs) Wow. it's, It's a very small agency. We do have some vacancies we're trying to fill. And so that brings me over to the first 90 days. So my first priority when I came in was to try to stop the bleeding and, you know, for my staff, because there were several vacancies. We've had some success. We've hired a new customer service manager who will be starting in about a week and a half. And we're very excited about that because that'll take some pressure off of our current staff. We're filling investigator positions. Those will be filled hopefully pretty soon and that will you know, lighten the load for everybody a little bit. But we take in about 175 pieces of mail a day 
that is just overwhelming to me, just watching them open all of that mail. And those checks have to be, everything has to be scanned, deposited, and that sort of thing. So that that's really why we are pushing very hard to have everyone go to online. We know it's not possible for everyone. That's the way our website will be looking. And the reason why I, I state it that way is because, as I just stated, it's very important to me that we are accommodating to people with disabilities or people who do not have computer access or internet access. And I know that sounds crazy thinking that anybody in the real estate industry would not have access to that. But we have to remember that there are parts of our state that do not have internet equity and access to broadband and that sort of thing. So we want to make it available, but we want to make it available just upon request so that we can try our best to push everyone to utilize online services. Yeah, no, I think that's excellent. And what a great point that, you know, you're right. And I think COVID really um, shined the spotlight on that in the sense that, you know, there are people who we just think, you know, when you're at, at an office setting or, you know, that of course you could have a computer that you're sitting in front of with access to the internet, but that you're so right that it may not be the case throughout the rest of the state. And this is a perfect kind of segue into the big news that came out of the division that you announced at our Ohio Realtors convention, which was so cool. And we were so honored honored that you were able to announce this big news there. And I know it's been so highly anticipated and something that um, a lot of individuals have been waiting a long time for, which is this online system. So I want to hear a little bit more about it. And I know, like I said, you've announced it at convention and um, have announced it since then. And I know Ohio Realtors has helped kind of push out the word about it. But I want to hear a little bit more about the online system, what that looks like and kind of how that's been going so far. Yeah, so we um, we announced that we are now taking new sales applications online, and I believe we've taken, I'm really bad at remembering numbers, but I just saw this come across my uh, computer this morning. I want to say it was 275, so we're really, really excited about that. Agent transfer, oh, I'm sorry, that was agent transfers. We have taken, I think, 81 new sales apps online. But we're very excited that broker, that agents are starting to utilize the transfer system. The brokers are are starting to figure out, okay, this is this is how this works. You know, we have a few snags. There's a little bit of confusion between the BRKP, the principal broker number versus the brokerage number. And so what we want is for people to put in the brokerage number, not the brokerage, the principal broker's number. So it's, it's just a learning curve, but we have staff available to help with that because we're really excited about people utilizing the service. And so um, that's our first priority on getting back with people. The next thing to come up the pike is going to be in the next few days and that is broker transfers. And that's not something that, you know, we're able to really test. So it's just going to have to kind of have to go in blind because it's not often that a principal broker transfers from one brokerage to another or one agency to another. So we can't really test it. So hopefully we'll, we'll just find a couple people who, are, who see it on there and go on to do that. But um, that's our next project. At the same time, we are doing our best to update all of our website FAQs, so our frequently asked questions, and we'll have them placed on the real estate landing page where they're easier to find. Right now, they're on the second page. I'm not really sure why. I've been going through our website with fresh eyes and sort of looking for things that, as a longtime licensee, don't make sense to me. So we're trying to move some things around, but we're going to be 
putting these FAQs on there, and this will hopefully save the agents time from having to call or email our staff, which unfortunately can delay getting the, the answers because we are such a small agency. So we tell people, if you need an answer immediately, to call. If it's something that can wait a couple days, because that's generally the turnaround for email, I know that sounds terrible, but we get hundreds of emails a day. So it takes, we've only got a couple people who can handle and field all of those. We What we're going to ask people to do from the landing page is to check the FAQs first to see if your, your answer is there. It most likely is. If not, then contact the division. Hopefully you'd be willing to maybe share a little bit of those frequently asked questions and we can share this podcast with the division as well as send it out through Ohio Realtors. And then anyone who may have a question about this online system can listen to this too and maybe get their answers there. If you have maybe some of those frequently asked questions that maybe we can talk about on here and help those agents um, listening who may run into some of these issues as they're dealing with this new system. Yeah, I would love that. Thank you very much. The first one would be, I know this seems, I don't know, to me, it seemed a little crazy, but um, we do get this question a lot. (laughs) How do I view my license status or what CE have I completed? My first answer to that is you don't panic. You're probably not inactive. What happens is on this particular page where it says license lookup, less is more. So what happens is, as I've said before in our previous recordings, our system is old. And so we're, we're trying to work with what we've got until we're able to get a new one. But if you put in too much information, and people are probably familiar with how this works with the auditor's site or the, the recorder's sites. If you put in too much, it gets confused and, and can't answer you. And that's the way our system is too. So if you're looking yourself up, just simply put in your last name and your first name or your license number, but not both. Because generally, if you put in both, it gets confused. So less is more. Just put in your name. That's the easiest way to do it. And you should be able to find your license and the status of it. And of course, when you are able to locate yourself, just simply scroll down and you'll see all the CE that you have taken, you know, over the last three years. And then probably the second one would be, my favorite probably would be, how do I renew? So you can renew your license up to 60 days prior to your due date. And the benefit of getting your CE in early is you can be pretty sure that the CE rosters have been uploaded, which means that will save you the hassle of having to upload it. I was so excited. This was back in January of this year. I renewed my license and I didn't have to do anything because all of my CE was already uploaded into the system. I didn't need one single certificate. I was so excited. I texted Ann Pettit and I said, oh my gosh, I just renewed my license in 10 minutes and had to do nothing, literally. Wow, that's awesome. She was so excited about it too, because it's, it's not often that, you know, they get that kind of feedback, but I was so excited about it. The reason is, Allison, is because I always renew on that 60 day window. Why do I do that? Well, I'm a little bit of a Boy Scout, I guess. I'm always prepared. And so I've always thought, well, if I don't have something or if for whatever reason, there's not a CE class that showed up that I actually took, I've at least got 60 days to go find another one. So we encourage people, please don't wait till your birthday to find out that you're three hours short because we don't want to inactivate any of our licensees either. We are not able to give much latitude because because of law, statute, right? So we like for people to, I put it on my calendar to renew 60 days prior to my birthday. We are now emailing licensees 
on that 60-day window to let them know it's time to renew rather than the postcard. So that's an important thing for people to remember too. Don't panic if you don't get a postcard. Check your email, check your spam folder because we are sending those out 60 days prior. I'm a big component of my phone reminders. I'll say like, Siri, set a reminder to change my air filter in three months. And it's so simple and so easy. And it's just, you know, when you think about it, just put it on your calendar, set that alert to yourself, put it on your phone. And then that way you don't even have to think about it. The notification is going to pop up and there you go. There's, there's your reminder. And very cool now that you get the email about that too. I love that. And I do the same thing. I set a reminder to change my furnace filter. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That and my toothbrush. Those are my two phone reminders that I <laughs> no, Allison, you got me on that one. <laughs> this episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. Any other questions that you've been seeing a lot asked lately? Another real common one, and th- this will be my last one for today. We'll, we'll save some more for later, but what is due on my first year of licensure as a salesperson? This is a very common question. And there are three dates to remember when you first become licensed. The first one is your first year renewal is due on your first birthday following licensure. So if you get licensed in June and your birthday is in October of that year, you're going to have to renew that quickly. So that's why sometimes, you know, when people are going to get their license and we see when their birthday is, we sometimes give them a call and say, do you want to wait or do you want to do it now and then renew again? You know, so we've got a little bit of latitude there, but that's the first thing is to remember that your birthday coincides with your renewal. And then the second thing is, is your 20 hour post licensure course is due one year from the date of your license first issued. The 20 hours is not necessarily going to fall on your birthday. It's going to fall on the one-year anniversary of your first license issue. And then the third year renewal is going to be due three years from your first renewal. Okay, so the first birthday you have after you're licensed. So three years from that will be when you're 30 hours of CE is due. I encourage people to take your CE early. Take it, try to get, you know, at least 10 hours a year. And the easiest way to do that, honestly, is to go to the OR convention because you're going to get your your core classes. And those are the hardest ones to find. Typically, you're going to get ethics, you're going to get law, you're going to get civil rights. You can get a lot of electives there too, but then you're you're free to go to this elective or that elective from your local title company or your local board and that sort of thing that come here and there in pieces and parts. And then um, that way you're not rushing. I really encourage people to do that way in advance. That way, if that 60-day window comes up and you look at your CE and there's something missing that you don't have a certificate for, it gives you time to go look for it or in worst case scenario, gives you time to go find another class to take so that you meet the requirements. 
Yeah, please don't procrastinate. I know as realtors, we kind of have the tendency to do that sometime, but this is so important to stay on top of and, and do it so that you don't end up, you know, in a last minute situation that you just described. Very important. Yeah. Okay, I want to kind of hear a little bit more about maybe some of the biggest issues or or things that you're dealing with right now from a dis- disciplinary perspective. What are some of those things that you're seeing that are coming across your desk that maybe as realtors we should be more aware of and do a better job at? The first thing that comes to mind, there's not any specific one thing. You know, I remember when I first got my license, I know this was probably before you were born, Allison. (laughs) (laughs) Probably close because I'm 31 and you said 26 years. So probably very close. (laughs) So when I got my license, the new agency was, was the big thing because prior to 1997 or 1996, whatever year it was, everyone represented the seller. And so it was a big, I didn't understand what the big deal was because I was a new licensee and I thought, okay, this makes sense to me, but it was a change. And so we had a lot of fear and foibles over the agency form. When it was signed, did you get it signed? Did you do it appropriately? We're not seeing so much of that now and that's good. That means that we've done our our job educating people. I guess what we, we are seeing now is where the agent oftentimes forgets, they get caught up in getting the deal closed, that they sometimes forget to look out for their client's best interest. They forget to disclose all the things that they need to disclose. If we have knowledge, we have to disclose it. If there is a some kind of compensation that you're receiving for something, all of that has to go on the settlement statement. These things where we, we forget because I don't think people intentionally do it. I know because I've been an agent for a long time, we just are in a hurry. We have a lot of things on our plate and it's an oftentimes an oversight, but it is extremely important that agents keep records, do your best to communicate with other agents via email rather than text because those texts, you have to save them. And oftentimes people have systems set up on their phones where it automatically deletes previous messages in order to save memory on your phone. But then you have no record of that transaction or that, that conversation if you do it that way. So if you have an agent who's texting you, you know, it's something that has to do with the transaction. I would encourage agents to say, hey, can you please email me so that I make sure that we have a paper trail? Because it covers both agents when, and it really helps in trying to figure out who did what when so that we can um, often determine, hopefully determine that there's no further action needed, that it's just a misunderstanding. But if we don't have documentation, then it really makes it difficult to try to figure out what happened. Yeah, so important. That frustrates the consumer and the complainant oftentimes because we'll come back and say, well, there's not enough evidence to you know, to go forward with a complaint and they're frustrated, but it really covers a lot of tales if people keep better records. Yeah, absolutely. Always have it in paper, always write it down. <laughs> I know that's something that I have learned as well. So important to have the have that paper trail in those records easily. So I want to hear um, maybe a little bit about what is next for um, the division and what are maybe some things that are on the horizon or in the future that we have to look forward to. Before I do that, I just want to make one other comment about the dysmeria. And that is, you know, I forgot to mention, I've mentioned this before, but it's near and dear to my heart. And that is, I think the easiest way for agents to avoid confrontation with the division is to get involved in their local board, to get involved with Ohio Realtors, 
because it just raises the level of professionalism for the agents, the level of standard for the agents. I know I'll probably butcher this quote, but there's something, there's a quote that I've seen many times over the years, and it has to do with, you know, you're like the five people that you hang hang out with the most. If you hang out by yourself and you're just out there doing real estate in the Wild West way, you're going to get yourself in trouble. You're going to be in front of the division. But if you go to local meetings, if you go to your your metro board and take classes and socialize with other agents who are wanting to better themselves, if you go to Ohio Realtors opportunities, be it the convention or, or different things, you're going to be a better agent. You're going to be better educated. You're going to be able to better serve your clients. And it's really and truly going to help your bottom line because it's going to help your reputation and it's going to get you referrals. And that is why it's important to take time out to be involved in the local realtor association. Yeah. And thank you for that. And thank you for the support, you know, of, of Ohio Realtors and being so encouraging with agents getting involved. I mean, what better way, you know, to, to get involved and why, what better reason to get involved than, as you just mentioned, stay out of trouble and, and get involved in your local and state associations, right? <laughs> I know it sounds like a script you gave me, but yeah. it's it a goodness not. It is near and dear to my heart. It's something I truly believe. And I, and I lived it. You know, I got involved. I was on committees at my local board. I was, I participated in the at the very local level, at the area associations early on in my career. And that was very helpful because I learned a lot from experienced agents. As I've said many times, when you come out with a license, as a brand new licensee, you don't know what you don't know and you're, you're dangerous to yourself and others. It's best to get involved and get hooked up with other agents really quickly so that you can learn from their mistakes. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and thank you again for, for that. I know you mentioned it when I spoke to you at convention as well. So we appreciate the support. So I want to go back to kind of foreshadowing or seeing into the future a little bit. What is next for the division and what do we have to look forward to? My first three priorities that I have a little on a little post-it note here on my phone at my desk is IT, staffing, and communications. So IT is um, improving our online presence, our online services to our stakeholders. And as I've said before, we're working with an old system. We are looking to try to get a new system. But I just want to explain, just take a moment to explain to our, our listeners that I can't just flip a switch and write a check and make it happen. We are an agency, a division within the Department of Commerce, And we answer to Department of Administrative Services, Office of Budget and Management. And so there are all of these different layers of approval that we have to go through. And then, of course, for transparency's sake, we have to go through a request for proposal process, which is very lengthy. And so right now, just to give everyone an idea of where we are with that, we're drafting the request for proposal. In other words, we're, we're saying to the world, this is what we're looking for in the system. And that takes a lot of back and forth among our staff. And then because we want to get it right, we want to make sure that when we do get a new system, it, it does everything we want it to do. And then the second phase is then it goes you know, to another process of approval and then another process of approval. And then hopefully by early next year, 23, we will put that proposal out to the world and then start receiving those proposals from vendors stating that they want to to participate and and build this system for us. So it's a very lengthy process to go through, but I just want to explain to 
to the listeners that, you know, it's not because we don't want it to happen tomorrow. We do want it to happen tomorrow. Very badly. Yeah, um, everybody does, right? <laughs> Can't just like click our hands and then it's done. No, it's more, more than that. That's my first priority. Um, the second priority, as I mentioned before, is staffing. And we're working on that too. Our final priority is communications. We're looking to improve our communications internally and externally. Because we are only a staff of about 36 people right now, we're just all running around with our hair on fire sometimes, you know, so we, we forget to communicate to the frontline staff, hey, we're doing this, this is going live tomorrow, you know, th- this, that and the other. And we've identified that as an issue. And so we want to really take care of that externally. I want the whole world to know that, you know, I'm a 26 year licensee and I'm on your side and I'm, I want this division to have all the services that our licensees need, whether they be realtors or brokers or home inspectors or appraisers. We want to make your business run smoothly by having as many things online as possible and making it as smooth as possible. And we hope to not see your name come across my desk. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, absolutely. No, I think that's super important as long as we remember to just work together. And you gave so many great bits of advice on ways that, you know, you can be the best version of yourself and your agent to avoid ever needing to come across your desk, as you mentioned. So this was really fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, and we look forward to working with you. And I know we are in great hands with you as our leaders. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited about all the new changes in this online system. Um, I think it's really great. It's something so overdue. And I know everyone is really excited and looking forward to to seeing um, what that looks like and what the future for the division looks like. So thank you so much for joining me and for your time today, Daphne. Thank you too. Have a great day. Thank you. And to all of our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. We will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.